Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jess Kosher, founder and owner of Right Connections Strategy and Design, who are a full-service marketing firm providing branding, website development, digital marketing, social media management, and graphic design, and also a strategic firm that works with nonprofits and for-profit companies in strategic planning, consulting and training, board engagement, strength finders coaching, custom training, and oh my gosh, so much more. Jess, you do a lot. This is awesome. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Hey, can you expand and make sense of crumbs? There is so much that your, 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 your businesses do. Can you just expand a bit more on you? Where are you today with with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Absolutely. Um, When we started this firm, it was kind of not planned. And I took everything that I had had from a 25 plus year career in nonprofits and threw it on the wall and went, hmm, I wonder if like we can make a business of this. Actually, I didn't wonder that. All of my colleagues and friends said, you should start your own business. And I was like, "Eh, I don't know about that. Um, who we love to work with. I love variety. I get bored. So it's great to have both sides of the house because if I did design all the time, that would just be mind numbing. If I did consulting all the time and strategy work, that would just fry me. So I get to do both and play in both. Yeah. I like to help companies solve problems and I don't even care if it's a marketing problem or it's a strategic problem. I just Mm. love to create solutions for our clients. And we have, you know, everything from accounting firms to um, social change movement consultants to manufacturers and restaurants. I mean, police departments, it's, it's a blast. Everybody Mm. we work with. So to those people that say you niche down with your avatar, that you really solidify your service, you're like to hell with that. I'm going to do everything (laughs) for everyone. and I'm going to love every second of it. Right. Right. I know. And I have like this guilt and go, Ooh, we're probably screwing up. We did like narrow down a couple things. Like I don't do political campaigns anymore. Like that was one of the things, but you know, I, I like all of these things and, yeah. and we're slaying it. I mean, we survived COVID because we were strategists and designers. We pulled new clients from existing firms because we could do stuff that no other firm could do because we had both sides of the house. And it was like that kind of um, piled on to me like, well, we're doing the right thing. Let's go with Mm -hmm. this. This this is working. Um, Before that, I had no idea. And we founded October 1st, 2019. 
So as soon as the world shut down, I was like, I'm going to go have to get a nonprofit job again. <laughs> this is probably not going to work because every, you know, 12 year old nephew of every company can do social media, right? And marketing. So I thought we're going to be out of business. And in fact, we were way in the black because people needed strategy. They needed messaging, but they also needed strategy. Mm-hmm. So it worked out for us. That I think the sort of theme running through there is a blessing and a curse because it is a blessing. I mean, you said that there's so many people, everyone, every, anyone can be in a basement and just doing social media. That's true. There is the barriers are so low to entry, which is great. It, that is beautiful. On the other hand, it also allows so many people who are maybe not as experienced when things go wrong or the strategies of how, or how it works to be able to cope and manage with other people's you know, budgets. So mm-hmm. again, it's a blessing and a curse. So with there's so many more people vying for attention, you get to stand out because look what else I can bring to the table. So, and by association, those people make you look good for those people who are looking for that. So yeah, let's, let's, let's just follow this sort of rabbit hole because the sort of blessing and a curse, you started this with no plan. And yet you are now a strategic firm who obviously strategies and plans so there's there's such a a little contradiction happening here as you've sort of gone through this so um where would you say is because you've got a badge of honor you've got some pride that this is i we do an awful lot and it's such a good thing it's such a strength which it is so i'd like to highlight you know where is where is the weakness with this where does it fall down where is it maybe either holding you back or cause confusion and vice versa where is it your greatest strength Sure. I think one of the challenges is, um, you know, hiring teams, you know? Yeah. Um, so I have six freelancers. I did, I used to have a strategy where we had staff and then, um, stuff happened and we pivoted and now I have six, uh, freelancers, which is great because I have six brains and design team. Um, but I think for the strategic side, People don't want me to hire somebody. They want me, you know, they're hiring me. So there's a cap to that work, you know, and that's a challenge. And thinking about adding more strategists and doing that, it's not natural. It's not something that just happens versus me doing the strategic work. I mean, if I hired you, for example, Mark, and said, okay, you're a strategist. Now let's figure out what we both can do. That's a lot more admin business thinking strategy than we're doing right now. Right mm. now, I'm. we are about 70% design work and 30% strategic work. And right now, all this, all the strategy work is me. So that has been, that. you know, that's a, that's a barrier. We can't grow that side of the firm um, because it's just me. Where it's been a strength, though, is um, we're very fluid in both. So we'll have clients that start as strategy clients, and they'll move over into marketing because they're like, we like working with you. And we have marketing clients that are like, wow, what else can you do? And they move over. So it's, Mm. you know, our menu of services, we can do a lot for our clients. And, um, you know, to me, it's about building relationships. Um, so we have retainer clients that they can basically 
shift any services they want. If they have the hours, they can use. So they can toggle back and forth even between design services and strategy services. So it's mm. very customer focused. Um, so I think that's been um, a plus to us, yeah. but I also think, you know, it caps my growth and I know that. Yeah. And with, with this, it's, it, I think it does cap your, either the growth or it's, it's just about the focus. So everything's figure outable. You know, this, you can use all the strategy you want and get this sorted. However, let's talk about, let's talk about the human aspect because, oh my gosh. So you've come into this, you've built this company during one of the most difficult periods in sort of ever <laughs> it's been so how has it how has it been for you as you know coming in not sure of a plan listen to what other people think know what you want to do love the variety how much of your stamp is like all over this business oh it is 100 percent. you know i worked a nonprofit. i didn't know anything about for profit it is the wild wild west I mean, coming from nonprofit where you have to follow every dollar from the time it comes in till the time it goes out and for profit is like, put your receipts in a, in a box and get them to the CBA. I mean, it's just been wild. Um, so it's just been quite this weird journey. I mm. think I've just kept my head down and done the work. You know, I, we've been lucky. I was a fundraiser for a major nonprofit and I worked um, globally. So I had all these contacts and I didn't realize what engaging your network meant until I did it. Mm. You know, we've helped over 200. We've been in business. We'll be um, our fourth year will be in October. We've had over 200 clients and we've done no marketing. It's all been word of mouth. And so um we're blessed that way oh I mean, again back, back to this theme the blessing and the curse because that oh my gosh it's a badge of honor for a lot of people that, that speak to us and everything comes from i prefer to get clients from referral and word of mouth like of course you do there's no work involved they're coming pre-qualified it's easy yes there is something beautiful about that absolutely but it ain't scalable it's not really scalable you're not in control of this there are certain things that you can do but in general, it's not. So it's a great thing. It's also a, a sort of crutch that people sort of hold on to. It's like, I'm so proud of this. It's like, great. But it's, all, it's also because you're probably a little bit sort of scared, nervous, worried of the unknown or the other area. So again, that whole blessing occurs. What, what's it like for you as you you look for growth, but you have all these, all the strengths, all the, all the amazingness. It's like, that's making it harder. Right. Yeah. I, I think we probably do rely on and are very proud where it is badge of honor, you know? Um, however, I think that things like this, um, I do a lot of public speaking. I do a lot of trainings. We get clients from that all the time. So we, our pipeline's been very wide, which is nice, but I think often we're a marketing firm. We should maybe market ourselves like that might be a good idea. And we have it. And, you know, that's one of the things personally I struggle with, like self-promotion, self-marketing mm. um, is one of the challenges. I think it's easy to, I can market you, Mark, you know, mm -hmm. but looking at what we do and how we do it, um, I, it's, I think we go in a more authentic route of talking to people and here's what we do. And here's, and I give out a lot of free advice. Like I do that all the time. 
And then what happens is people go, oh, well, can you help me? And and that often happens. So we're getting new clients all the time, but- Let's just rewind just yeah. very slightly. You said it's the self-promotion that, oh, you, you don't quite like. Can you talk, talk me through that at a sort of a human level? What's what's going on? What what is what, what does that look like for you? Well, I think there's a lot of pressure when you're like, hey, I'm great. <laughs> Come hang out with me. Then you have to be great, right? So it's a lot easier and a lot less risky. But you are great. Going... You've proven that <laughs> with, with your clients and what you do. So- Again, we were, we were chatting away offline before we jumped on. Um, the contradictions that we all say, oh my gosh. So the pressure, does that come from, have you found that, you know, we, we can go we can go back years and years and years mm-hmm. as we were kids being told, don't, don't, don't brag, don't brag yes. about stuff. Yeah. And we were conditioned to be like, okay, we, we shouldn't, use the ego ego is bad no ego Mm -hmm. is good if you learn to leverage it and use it properly so do you find there's a little bit of maybe baggage that i don't know where it's come from but crumbs i I shouldn't brag i shouldn't do this i should be more i should be proud but is is that the kind of sort of flavor wherever it's come from oh absolutely like there are things i know i'm good at that I'm okay saying, hey, I'm good at it, but I always go back toward the results. Like I'm a great fundraiser. I spent yeah. a large part of my career raising money. Mm-hmm. I know I'm really good at it. That that doesn't feel like it's bragging because I had the results to show it, right? Yeah. Or I can say, we're really good at social marketing because I can show you metrics of what we've done for companies. Mm-hmm. But, to, but to just say, we're awesome, <laughs> come follow us. That definitely is uncomfortable. Mm. Okay, because there's two angles here. So what I'm hearing is confidence equals external, external mm. results, rather oh, than absolutely. internally. Hey, I'm super awesome, me. Right? <laughs> right? Any proof? Nope. But I know my <laughs> stuff. I know exactly what I do. So listen to how you come across when you're confident. It's it's beautiful. It is you're so sure, you're so clear. That has to come from within. It has to. Else you're relying on so many external factors. And then, oh my gosh, that when things go wrong or people say stuff like niche down. We have to listen, right? Right, right. Yeah. So what's it like for you as you, you know, obviously four years in, nicely successful working you've got the variety that you love but you're seeking the external validation it's the results what's it like for you and how does that sort of maybe um guide you with your decisions or or the plan or even sort of lack of a plan Mm -hmm. well and as i was saying before we started i we've been super successful but that's really tough for me to say i don't want to look at it I want to just keep my head down and keep doing because I feel like if I look at it, it'll go away. Like it, it could slip through my fingers. I feel, and and I have friends scold me on this, totally blessed, totally lucky. And they're like, this isn't luck. This is a culmination of your entire career and you being in the sweet spot of it. And you're like, shh, don't, 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 don't scare it off, don't scare it off, shh. I am. I'm like, no, no, this is total luck and it could go away. And so we're just going to keep 
doing what we can to keep it not going away. Right. So I think that's, that's an interesting challenge because it also impacts looking forward, making plans because it's like, wow, then you have to bank on that success, right? Then you're going, Hey, this is, this is a trajectory that is working. And how do I build on it? I I've tried to, I'm a strategist. I, I make plans for everything. My plans have plans. I, I have not been able to look at that. It's the Mm. most bizarre thing. We could, yeah, we could label that as the most bizarre thing, or we could also label it as it's obvious. Yes. It's common. Yes. Our own fears are the biggest thing. You can, strategize the hell out of someone else's company business their plans there's a slight distance with your maybe the emotion there's logical and there's emotions two two, there's two core elements this um so to be able to hold space for that that you put a little bit of distance oh now that maybe that then opens up the the plane because you would be a little bit calmer your brain waves have gone into more the sort of playful creative now we're cooking now we get to move forward but yours is like Ah, e cortisol, beta waves, ooh, fear, because you really will see the results of this. So do you find it, what's the biggest limitation? Is it, is it with teams? Is it how you put yourself out there? Is it the work that you do? Is it, is it the jobs that you personally do? Where where's, would you say is the biggest limitation with um, sort of working through this? Um, I think I distract myself with the work because we're, yeah. we're swamped, you know, and yeah. I'm like, Hey, the work's coming in. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put the, you know, might take my foot off the gas when there's work to be done. And that's, what's paying the bills. Um, so it's time, you know, being probably open enough to go, okay, setting time aside and doing the uncomfortable, yeah. um, and looking at where the growth would be. You know, um, because our ser- lines of service, like websites, as you know, you build websites, those are lucrative. Social media is, it's like the chore <laughs> you have to do every week. Like, don't call me on Mondays because that's why I do most of it and I'm grouchy. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, strategy work I can do in my sleep and and that does well. Um, so it's kind of, I know I would need to probably pare down our services and focus a little bit more. And I really don't want to do that because we're all having so much fun, mm. you know, and, and we, and we've increased profits like 20 to 25% every year. So it's almost counterproductive to go, well, you should probably do this. I think if we were sinking, of course I'd be going, okay. And running projections and looking at every line and everything, but because mm. we've been successful at it, I'm kind of like, eh, <laughs> we're just going to keep going, you know, it's Not- working, it's working, keep going, it's working. I can't look at it. I'm not looking at it, but yeah. it, it's, it's going that direction. Right. Right. Which is the exact opposite of what I would tell every client I work with <laughs> in this space. And like, that's yeah. That right there, I think, is the contradiction of all of us at different levels. That's why every coach has a coach and they have a coach. Oh, my gosh. Marketing firms need marketing firms. We all need support. We all can't see our own shit. It's, it's everywhere. I mean, so if you had if you had the ability to step away and look at your firm, you'd be like, oh, my gosh. Okay, let me move these bits around. Let me just do this. Come on. But the emotional side, and this is the roller coaster that we speak about so much on this podcast, the solopreneur 
the CEO, the investor, depends where you are in your journey. I mean, you you would probably have killed for the challenges you have right now when you first started. They change. They always evolve. And that next step is going to bring more changes, more challenges. What challenge would you rather have? Well, it's something that Katie said a couple of months ago, I think it's been on the podcast before, that, oh my gosh, it's, you know, if, if we can't, if we all can't cope with the challenges we have right now, how can we expect, we personify challenges, how can we expect the next level ones to come in and want to, want to be around us? There's something kind of beautiful about sort of playing with that. So let's flip it around then. What, what next level challenges do you, maybe you're scared of, maybe it's, ooh, I'm worried, but what, what, what would you like to invite in? What can you see coming your way? I'm looking at um, staffing and where it makes sense. Mm. You know, so I've got six freelancers that are all designers. That works really well. I've, I hired people. I hired a, you know, I have an attorney. I have a CPA firm. <laughs> I have people that take care of the stuff. <laughs> but I'm wondering, do I need an assistant? What does the assistant look like? What do they mm. do? Um, would that be more damage than it would be worth? You know, all those sorts of things. Do we need um, some more infrastructure? And would that be better or would it or would it cause us to lag more? That's kind of where I'm at right now is I almost feel like we're not quite ready. Um, so I'm starting to, as of this week, take notes of, you know, what would I have this? What do I need somebody to do yeah. <laughs> so that I actually have? Because in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't get to the bank. I can't get to the post office. I can't, you know, all the things. Oh, my gosh, um, you can't do the boring jobs. Oh, my I gosh. Know, <laughs> I know. It's awful. The other thing that's been a challenge that is new this year is you know, when you're in a nonprofit, you go to every meeting and everything. That's like your job just to go mingle, especially when you're a fundraiser like I was. Yeah. People invite me in to do stuff all the time. And I'm starting to equate, okay, time's money. And mm. I want to command my schedule for me and what my interests are, not what your interests are for me to do. And what? so that's been weird. What does that feel like to make that change? Honestly, it it feels a little gross because yeah. it's very money based. But I also am like, they're not paying my bills. You know, when somebody calls and goes, I just want to know what you do. I'm like, uh, <laughs> to hire us slight, or just to know. I'm going to do a slight shift in perspective here. What yeah. you just said there was, it feels a little bit gross because money based. Yes. Now, who said money is good or bad? Let's flip the script. Okay. Let's, right. let's, this is just a boundary challenge. Yeah. It's focused on those boundaries. So, oh, that feels a little bit gross because it's, it's just health based. Mm. Now, that sounds different. Do you value your health? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to be doing all this extra work, extra meetings. But I feel like I'm, mm, it feels off because I value my health. That's a strange thing to say. Mm -hmm. This is where it gets fun. This is where that stuff, this stuff gets so much fun. So there's money challenges. There's money mindset issues. Welcome to the every single entrepreneur ever. 
<laughs> at some level. If you could flip the script, because money in the nonprofit world, they need money so they can serve and help more people. Therefore, money is good. So are you maximizing yours? It's better for everyone, right? True, true. You know, I when I started, I decided not to do a nonprofit rate. You know, marketing firms have a nonprofit rate. And okay. one of my... One of my fellow nonprofit people who went to for-profit said, because I talked to everybody, like, I'm going to do this. What the hell do yeah. I do? And she said, you're going to want to do it, but don't offer a nonprofit rate. And I didn't. And I've been so glad I haven't because it gives me the ability to then shift my money or my resources where I want to, not mm. just because somebody's a nonprofit. So I made that switch fine. Like, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. It's more around managing my schedule and my time yeah, and not giving it out to everybody, but giving it out where it is going to be more, um, you know, not lucrative, but just makes more sense for the business. You mean that like I'm trying to the feed. bank or the post office? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or meeting that random person that just thinks you're interesting and wants to have lunch with you for two yeah. hours. You yeah, know, those right. sorts of things. Yeah, or just want your thoughts around something, and it's like I don't have time for that because I need to really focus on what feeds not only my company but me professionally. Yeah. And yet, it just that's been a new that's been a new kind of thing for me this year. It's yeah, been a beautiful. new so change. You've seen this self-fulfilling prophecy. You've seen how one thing leads to another and fuels another one. And then you keep, you getting stuck here. It's sometimes we can see it, it's like, oh yeah, I see it. I'm in it. I can't change it, but I can see it. At least that step where it's like, I see it. Now you're going through some changes too, as you evolve. I mean, yeah, year four crumbs. A lot happens between year one and two and then two and four. And where you're going next, again, there's a lot to it. And it's just beautiful hearing you honestly talking about here's what's going on behind the scenes. Here's how this business owner is succeeding and amazing. And here's how there's things that you're, you're working on because you've hit that next level. Everyone at home is very nodding along saying, yep, I either I've been through that or I'm going through it right now. <laughs> it's, it's a weird space. And I think being an entrepreneur, it's a lonely space because, yeah. you know, that's why I was drawn to this podcast because you're talking to, you're getting, giving everyone access to a space that normally we don't allow. You know, we're a little protective when things go bad. We're a little protective when things go good. We're like, holy shit, they're going well. Let's not talk about it. So we don't talk to each other and we don't talk about the struggles and the pain points and that sort of thing. So that's, I really am attracted to this um, format that you have because this is kind of uncharted space. And we're all kind of out here by ourselves. So it, it wasn't the glorious beard. It was literally, it's, it's the work. Oh, it was your cool. accent a little bit. <laughs> I have to be honest. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'll, I'll take that. But yeah, you're right. These In this Instagram star world, we're seeing other people overnight success. No, you don't see what goes on behind the scenes. So this conversation has not gone far enough in, in, in general. If we can all be a bit more open, a bit more honest, we can all see that we're all going through stuff. As we level up, there's a new challenge. We have that, we've come into that new identity. We have to leave old identities behind. It happens. But what do you want? 
What do you, what do you want? And how are you going to get yourself there? That is what it's all about. And we're all in this together. So Jess, thank you for sharing your side of this and behind the scenes and everything that you do and how you've grown your business has been, it's been fun. It's been so much fun. I have loved every minute of it. You've given me a lot to think about and uh, yeah, and to look at that I haven't wanted to look at. So I ah, appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> so thank now, you. Yes. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Yes, they can follow us on, we are on um, LinkedIn and Facebook, but our website is maketherightconnections.com. And it's like, write as if we're going to write you a letter because stories matter, right? So um, we're Right Connections, Strategy and Design. Awesome. Well, everyone go check that out. And Jess, again, thank you so much. This has been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.